0: But before I do that, who's got, who's got a testimony? Either coming out of the time of fasting, a miracle that you've, uh, that's happened in your life, something you want to give praise to God for. Who's got testimonies? Put your hands up. Are you all on my list? All right. Okay. Shazie's on the list. Okay. On, no, Roger's going last. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll start with Penny. Oh. <laughs> Morning, Fit
1: Life. Morning. Morning, Morning. Morning. So, um, I want to share about what happened on Wednesday, en route to work. She's going
0: to read you a text. She yeah. Sent so basically, me. I'm
1: just going to read a text which I sent Mark after the whole, whole uh, ordeal. Um, now, this testimony is actually to glorify Jesus. And to thank him for his protection over me and my car from what might have been a very, very dangerous accident. So I was driving into work um, around, must have been about after 8 o'clock that morning. And it was very foggy and wet. It was a very foggy and wet morning. And uh, just about to reach Gokmagok on Babram Road. Um, suddenly, just like, you know, there was a thick fog and I couldn't see. That after this fork had passed, that this, this lines, there was a line of car um, queued up by the roundabout, and I was trying to hit my brakes, and I just couldn't hit it, like grip, I couldn't grip, you know. And I thought, oh no, oh dear, what's going to happen? So what I did was, I thought, okay, rather than, than crashing into the cars, let me just turn left, and you know, and just go by the fields, to the ditch. And um, as um, as I was trying to like like you know maneuver the car to the left the car took a different turn altogether. It sort of like, went 45 degrees to the other side of the, the road. And when I looked up, a car was actually approaching me. And I was shaken because the car was already like, you know, swerved from one, one, one side of the road to the other side. And as this car was approaching me, I just thought to myself, this is it. And I just, at that moment, just screamed Jesus, you know, on the top of my lungs, because I did not know what to do, how to bring the car back. You know there's queues of cars in front of me, and how how am I going to do it? And all of a sudden, this hand out of nowhere, just sort of like you know, was on my my steering wheel, and sort of like it sort of like made a turn by itself, bringing it back into alignment with the other cars in line. And I was like, how? How did that happen? You know? Um, And I'm still, still can't figure that one out. (laughs) Still can't figure figure that one out. And um, so yeah, so. The fact that it was perfectly aligned with the back of the other cars, I just cannot comprehend that one. I just thought, oh, you know. I know we have uh, you know Fast and Furious where Vin Diesel and, and Paul Walker drift side by side, but this was nothing like that. This was like this is not the movies. This was like you know when you're really on, on the roads. You know they they were probably on a set or something, but here I am, you know, almost fighting for my life, and you know God came, you know, for me. So I got to the car park checked there was nothing damaged and here i am i'm alive <laughs> so you know in psalm 139:5 it says you know god goes before us behind us be- beside us so i just want to encourage you that you know even sometimes like you know um, we may go off course kind of thing he is still there yeah. he is still there to bring us back into alignment and um, yeah so when we kneel he's on the wheel he's maneuvering the wheel okay
2: Amen. 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 Okay, now I'm going to do what old Nigerian church ladies do. Say, don't listen to the voice, listen to the words. (laughs) But this song really represents me and my life. And it's a simple song that I just stumbled across last month, really. It simply says, See how far you have brought me. Lord, I've come to worship you. See. How far you have favored me. Lord, I've come to worship you. Oh, see, see, see how far, see how far he has brought me. Only I know. But Lord, I've come to worship you. You know, I stand here today, I stand healthy, whole, sound. Like two years ago, around about this time, I was unaware of where my life was, where I was. My husband didn't know if he was going to have a wife. My children didn't know if they were going to have a mother. My friends didn't know if they were going to have their friends. And you guys didn't know if you were going to have, like, me. And, you know, can go through that journey. I didn't know what was happening with my life, but all you guys knew what was happening with my life. And while I was lying there, you know, this angel or saint or whatever, but he came as, as you know, like a, a reverend father and said to me, the earnest prayer of the righteous have opened your book of remembrance. So even as I stand here to give glory to God today, I am standing to say thank you so much. I stand with a grateful heart because truly, I don't know where... My husband would be, my children would be, I know where I would have been. (laughs) And, yeah, so, as I give, I stand here to say, Lord, I thank you for how far you brought me, not just even the COVID time. I look back my life, I said to my husband, this morning, 3 a.m. this morning, I lay on the bed and I went as far as to when I was eight years old. When I didn't know him, when I didn't know about him. He had always, always been there. From the time that I was even going to come to this world, the enemy was after my life. It was only by just the sheer miracle that I didn't... My mom thought she was going to the toilet, but she didn't know I was actually coming out. You know, I would have just fallen down over six feet deep under. The enemy had always been after my life, but God... But God... See, he's brought me right from my mother's womb up to now. So I want to give glory to him. I stand here to testify to the goodness of God and say, I am so grateful. We can think about everything that's not going right in our lives. We can think about situations where we are crying out to God right now. Say, God, get me out of this situation. But oftentimes we forget where he's brought us from, where he saved us from. Even if it's just salvation. That he gave up all his life, everything he says and everything that he was in heaven. Jesus came down here to save our lives. So that's my thanks was my testimony. Um, so this time I've been fasting since like the 27th of, this, 27th of December. And um, just to say, God, I come. I'm not asking for anything for 2023. I just want to know where my life is going. I want to know the direction for my life. I, am, I don't want to go around and round the circle in 2023. I don't want to assume I know. I just want to hear you. I want to hear you. I said, God, I know we've been friends, you know. I, you didn't walk away. I walked away. But, Lord, I want to be in that place again. I'm sorry for turning my back And I'm sorry for 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 closing my ears, and I'm sorry for pretending not to hear. So, Lord, I just want what you want for me. I know God is so faithful. When we are doing this course about drawing near, and John Bever says something, and it's in the scripture, it's not that he said it. Say, draw near to God and he will draw near to you.
3: Mm. All we have to
2: do, just like Moses, no, he saw a bunny bush, it was when he turned that God spoke. You know, he could have just gone about his business and the bush maybe could have kept burning. God always finds somebody else. But Moses turned and God spoke to him. He said, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to go back to that place where I am so sensitive to you. I want to say yes to you when you wake me up at 1 or 3 in the morning because I remember our journey. I remember the fun I used to have in your presence. And just as faithful as he is, he began to just minister to me. And maybe some of you have seen the email about the prayer. And I, that's, the one, that's one thing. But what really blew my mind. So that's a great testimony that he said to me, he had never changed his mind. He has never unsaid what he said to me. I was the one who turned away. And so I just said, God, okay, yes. That's yes, number one. This morning, as I knelt down, I didn't actually kneel on the floor. I knelt on the bed. And I was listening to just a short message before I came to church. And suddenly from within my spirit, I heard the, you know, my spirit praying. Lord, made me, make me an answer yeah. to somebody's prayer. And over and over in my spirit, until... I pulled the duvet. I just felt, you know, I wanted to be alone. I wanted to be, although I was alone in the room, but I still wanted to be alone still. So I pulled the duvet over my head and I started out of my mouth coming, Lord, make me an answer to somebody's prayer. And then in between when I stopped, I said, is that even biblical? But then they started reminding me Esther was an answer to prayer. Joseph was an answer to prayer. Moses was an answer to prayer. Daniel was an answer to prayer. So, and I said, God, what does that look like? And the Holy Spirit simply said, just say yes. And you know. You will know when you are being an answer. So, I just shared that actually for all of us. I think that's for all of us. Now if, if that's a prayer, I mean, don't pray it unless, you know, it really comes. But if you ever sense it, I don't know where that will lead. But this fasting, you know, I fasted on my own, but actually fasting with, with, with the family is so different. Because bringing me back to what I need to be in the house, what I need to be, how I need to be present in the house, how I need to be an answer to somebody's yeah. prayer. Yeah. Amen?
0: Amen.
3: I, sorry, I've gone up the list because I feel what I've got shares, links in with what Joyce had. Uh, I, there is a testimony, but I just want to read. I've been, we've been reading uh, a book by Basilea Schlink called My All For Him. Mark read from it the other morning. If you remember, he had a very shiny copy. My copy's a bit old and tatty. Um, but, and so it's, been, it's led me to the Song of Songs. I've been reading the Song of Songs quite a lot, you know, in different versions um, and trying to get my head around it. Um, and try and understand God's love for me um, but there's something that I, I was reading the other day and I, I want to read this um, and I want to re- read it's from the bridegroom you know the lover Solomon Jesus the father whatever um, it, I, I want to speak it over us and then I want to talk about her response and then I want us to pray because it lines up with what Joyce was saying but this is the bridegroom king from the passion translation because I feel it just brings out a little bit more of the nuance it's, it's a bit of his interpretation it's a dynamic equivalent is that the right thing you know he brings out the meaning it's probably the wrong one but this is what he does so this is the bridegroom king and just close your eyes and just receive it to yourself this is what God is saying over us arise my dearest hurry my darling come away with me I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out for now is the time my beautiful one the season has changed the bondage of your barren winter has ended, and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning of the vine has arrived. That word for singing and pruning is a similar word. So the, it's basically the reason for the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding wines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of our flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove hidden in the spit-open rock. It was I who took you and hid you a pie in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. And then this is the the Shulamite or the the bride's response. I know my lover is mine and I have everything in you. For we delight ourselves in each other. So there's a real response to the love that's shown to her. But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around my lover and ascend to the holy mountains of separation without me. Until the new day fully dawns, run on ahead like the grace of a gazelle and skip like the young stag over the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountains of spices. I'll come another time. And then in chapter three, night after night, I'm tossing and turning my bed of travail. Why did I let him go from me? How my heart now aches for him, but he is nowhere to be found. So I must rise in search of him. And just as Joyce was saying how, you know, God comes to us, comes to us in the night, comes at different times. He comes, he wants to woo us, to draw him to himself. He comes with his love. It's, it's amazing towards us. It's so easy to say, Lord, until the day fully comes, until all my fear is gone, until I've sorted my life out, you just go away and I'll, I'll come to you when I'm, when I'm ready. But that's not what he wants. And I feel that coming out of this fast, we could just, we could just go back to where we were. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but there's been gains and we've been fasting for intimacy. So it's quite hard to blurt forth intimacy in front of church, isn't it? But through that intimacy, good things have happened, haven't they? Good things have happened around me. I've been in the right place at the right time to meet with people. You know, Oliver and I have started praying together again every day after tea. Those things, I feel we need to not throw away those gains. We need, to, we need to go on. But, you know, God's coming to us a wooing to us. And it's so easy to turn away and say, Lord, I, I'm not ready or I'm scared or I don't want to get up at five when you call me or two or whatever time it is. But, Lord, look, we, we need to be saying yes, like Joyce says. We need to be saying yes to him. And, and not just, it's almost like, you know, we're not going to go back to the teacher and say, you've, you've confiscated all my goodies Can I have them back now? Some of those things we've had confiscated, as it were, need to stay with him. And we're not going to pick them up again. You know, the the gains we have, let's not throw them away now. Let's go on. And I was really struck in the Song of Solomon by her searching. I will search for it. She's lost him. She's on her bed looking for him. She goes out looking for him. Happens a couple of times in Song of Solomon. She goes out looking. We need that sense of searching. Okay, we might have rebuffed him, as it were. But let's... Let's go out searching when we do that and be prepared to be that, that bride. It's, it's, it's kind of hard for guys, like Mark said on the, on, the, uh, on the video in the morning, to understand what bridal love is. But it's that devotion that a bride has on a wedding day for her lover. She has eyes only for him. It's an undivided love. And that's what he's looking for from us. Yeah, that's the kind of people God wants to come back for. He wants in his bride. So I just feel I'd like to ask for a response from me out of what Joyce was saying. In fact, Joyce, do you want to pray? Or should I pray? Yeah, you, you can pray. If you feel that you want to put aside, again, all those things that hold you back. The fears. The sense that you're not ready. The sense that you'll sort yourself out before, before you can go on with Jesus. Let's just make a response now. And say the fasting has been good. But it's nearly over. And we need to go on. We need to keep walking with him. It's not the end. It's the the end of the beginning. Is that the quote? Something like that, isn't it? It's the end of the beginning. We've made a beginning. It mustn't be the end. We mustn't go back to how we were. We must go on with him. Joyce, will you pray for us? Perhaps you could stand. Yeah, and this is
2: not even a question of praying for you. Let's pray together. And let's just take a moment to be... Silent, just to, I'm sure since we've been fasting, we are used to being silent before God now. Let's just be silent before him. Because we're going to pray into the things that he's speaking to your heart. We can't, I can't pray for you to put things in your heart. They are already there in your heart. So what you're hearing, we just pray for the Holy Spirit to activate them. And so if we just bring that parable of the sower, you know, the sower sows the seed, you know, like, let's just make sure that the seed that we have sown on the ground of our hearts, that at the end of today, that the cares of this world won't come and just choke them away from us. That we can grow, we can tend that garden of our hearts. And what will also be really, really good is when we come out of this is tell somebody what God has been calling you to. Tell somebody what you've been sensing. Let somebody stand with you, pray with you. Seal it. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you are doing in this room right now. We thank you that for some of us, you are just reminding us of what you had already said. For some of us, you are just reawakening that passion in our hearts. For some of us, you're just showing us new things, redirecting us. Of just lighting our path. For some of us, it's just wait a little longer. We bless whatever you are doing right now, whatever stage it is. But as sometimes, for some of us who are just even saying yes for the very first time, saying, Lord, I have wrestled with you for years, but this morning I surrender. For those that God has been calling to be answer to somebody's prayer, say, Lord, I want to be an answer. Yeah. You know, Heidi Baker is an answer. But that reason was an answer. Those little old ladies that we may never hear their names, they were answers to, to somebody's prayer. We don't have to be known, but God knows our name. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's calling you to the secret place. He knows your name. That's all that's important.
3: He's
2: calling you to pray alone. He knows your name. He's asking you to give to that person in secret. He knows your name. Asking you to feed the homeless when no one is looking. He knows your name. Or sponsor a a charity that gives to the homeless. He knows your name. Would you say yes to him this morning? Whatever he's calling you to. Say yes. Let's say yes to him. We say yes to you, Lord. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how we're going to figure it out. We don't know where you are even going to take us. But whatever it is, wherever it is, whatever it is, to whomever it is, we say yes to you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here right now, taking notes, affirming. Thank you, Father, that this very minute that you are making that covenant with us, Because you said yes to us thousands and thousands of years ago, waiting for this moment when we say yes to you. Father, I release right now every purpose, every vision, every destiny, Father, that has been held up, whatever that by our own doing or just by the work of the enemy, right now in the name of Jesus. Say, destinies be released in Jesus' name. Visions, visions be reactivated in the mighty name of Jesus. Passions be awakened in our hearts in Jesus' name. You just lift your hands up and just receive from the Lord. I really believe that he's doing a new thing and there is no time. There's no time for us to wait to work this out. Say yes and he will figure it out. Open your heart and receive, open your hands and receive. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. It's not what you are Come Holy Spirit, you are here. When I say come, it's not because you're not here. I'm saying come in my heart, take your place. Right now, receive his staring, his staring. See the little flame, fan it. That little idea, dwell on it. Say, Show me more, expand it. Make it full in my heart. There's no such a thing as this little lad of mine. A light is a light. So this light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Father, we thank you. We thank you that this is not what we're doing. You've been waiting for this moment since the very beginning. We're saying yes to you. We thank you that the angels are rejoicing right now. Thank you that you are rejoicing over us right now. We're singing, saying yes, my children coming home. So, Father, I pray, Father God, as we end this fast, as we step into the new, as we step into that new, Father, that you will give us, release that grace. You say, Your grace is sufficient for us, Father. We thank you that that scripture will come to life in our lives when we come to those, uh, to those blocks on the road. That we remember that Your grace is sufficient. That is by Your grace. And Father, I pray, Father God, as we walk in this, yes, that we have said to you, Father God, that favor will open doors for us to walk through where our abilities and our skills cannot open it. Father, we thank you. That's what your favor is. But as we walk in righteousness, Father, not human righteousness, but as we walk in the righteousness of Christ, A favor will come. We will walk through those doors. So don't worry about how you're going to do it. Don't worry about what it's going to look like. He's receiving, he's releasing right now keys, if you can see with your mind's eye, with your heart's eyes, and receive. So keys to unlock mysteries, wisdom being released all over this room in the mighty name of Jesus so that I receive wisdom wisdom from above not to walk in my own understanding but in your understanding so the wisdom said pursue me with me comes everything 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 so if we lack wisdom for directions Lord we're asking because your word said we can come and we can ask and you can give to us without adding sorrow So we receive wisdom from above to move on to the next phase. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that there's going to be a suddenly for those who say yes to him. Suddenly. Just as the the disciples were gathered in one place. They were just gathered in one place, in one accord. And the scripture said, suddenly. There's going to be a suddenly. Suddenly. We just have to be available. So, Father, we thank you. I thank you for every heart that's available to you today, Lord. I thank you that you are doing all the things that only you can do. Father, let your peace rest on those decisions. Let your peace rest on those decisions. Let your peace rest on those decisions, Lord. And, Father, that we will be a church who stand for truth and for righteousness. Father, that when it's difficult out there, we can say, thou say it, the Lord. And that if you say it, that settles it. Father, we'll be a church who is after your own heart. Father, at your heart, Father, first of all, for you, for Jesus, for the cross, and for one another. Father, let us be a group of people. Father, just like the war was going on and Moses' hands were so weak, he couldn't, he couldn't lift his hand up. Father, that, you, that we will be those who bear one another other up. Father, not just in prayer, but in physical needs. Father, create in us, Father God, a new heart. A heart that is sensitive, that is compassionate. A heart that loves unconditionally. Father, we thank you for what you are doing right now. I bless it. I bless it, Father, I bless it, and may all glory and honor and adoration come back to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Thank you Joyce. um feels like we should end there really, because uh, that was just um wonderful as we just come before God and with our hearts um yeah, Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here. thank you that you are always with us, but as Joyce said, we just invite you to speak to our heart um yeah. Do we have more testimonies? People getting up? Um. don't want to not have any. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and thank you, Penny, for bringing your testimony. I was thinking when you called out Jesus, you know, when we can call on his name, we can call on his name jesus and look what he did he sent the hands of an angel to write that car um you know this is the provision that god has for this is the love that he has for us um i had wrote a few notes down from my testimony which really follows on we've been looking um at some verses in drawing near And Matthew ten thirty says he knows the number of the hairs on our head. You know, he knows us intimately. And his thoughts towards us, Psalm 139 says, are more than every grain of sand on the earth. And he knew us before we were even in our mother's womb. You know, That is a lot of thoughts, you know, and sometimes we read these things and we just skip by them, but when we just think about who he is, his love for us, you know, I haven't got that many thoughts about Mark. (laughs) But when you put it into that perspective, this is God, and how many... Millions and billions of of children have been born, that he has, says that over them. He is a big God, a loving Father. And again, sometimes I don't think we get that, how big he is, how mighty he is. But he's a Father who loves us and knows us intimately, knows exactly what we need. And he's saying to us, draw close to me because I, the one who knows you intimately, I want to draw close to you so that I can be there for you. I was remembering my dad and when he was sick, we went to pray for him and he said, oh, don't, don't pray, and we did pray, but you know, God's got so many other things that he needs prayer for, you know? Um, he's not bothered about me he probably doesn't even see me and I was thinking as I wrote these notes you know how often do we think like that how many people actually think here in the world that he's too busy he's too big I'm just me I haven't I'm not good enough he wouldn't really be concerned about me but he really is concerned and he's Jealous for us, he wants us to do life with him, and he says, Those who diligently seek me will find me. So he's calling to us, he's calling to us all the time, Draw near to me, draw near to me. I want to be in your life, I don't want to be just the prayer at the end of something, or, or I've tried everything, so now I'll pray. That's not what our life with him about. I think when it says pray unceasingly, it's not, it is meaning pray unceasingly, but what it's saying is talk to me all the time. Do life with me. When you're in a car, you know, if you have a, a, a need, I'm there for you. But don't let it be, and I'm not saying you do this, Penny, but don't let it be just that moment of desperate need. Let it be a daily thing because he knows that. Our, our, hey, knows how many hairs we lose because he knows how many we've got every day, and that's saying to us in his way, "I am concerned for you. I want to be in every moment of every part of your day, but I won't force myself on you. I'm waiting for you to come near to me, and." Um, during this time of prayer and and fasting and spending time with him drawing close to him it's 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 been a wonderful wonderful thing and i've had times of intimacy with him and just being with him um and i'll be very quick with a very short testimony just because it shows us who he is who how he wants to be involved in any every nitty-gritty of our life um I'd had some curtains altered for Jessica's uh, new lounge in her house that she's moved to. And we'd been waiting to put the poles up for a while. We hadn't had time and she'd been waiting. And these curtains were done a a long time before Christmas. So we thought, right, we've got a bit of time on Monday. We'll go up and we'll put these poles up and I'll hang the curtains for her. And so we went up, and I was quite excited that we were going to get these curtains up and you know, she's not had any up since they moved in last year. And uh, I realized Matt was working hard on the poles, I'd opened up all the, the curtains, and I thought, Oh no, I hadn't got any hooks. So the hooks are those little things for those who don't know, but I'm sure most of you do, that attach to the curtain and then it hooks into the hole that is on the pole. And I thought, Oh no, I haven't got any, I was so disappointed. So I, I said to Jess, oh, I'll go into the village because I knew that there was a little, wasn't sure what it was. It could have been hardware shop, but I didn't know. I'll go into the village and it's a little village where she lives and see if I can find some hooks. In the back of my mind, in the natural, I knew there's no hooks here. You know, I, there's a, but, one of my, but anyway, I needed to do something. So off I went, co-op didn't have any, and then I went in the post office. They didn't have any, I did wonder if they had a haberdashery. And then the little shop that I was going to when I got there was actually an electrical shop. And I opened the door and it was a little bit sparse but it was mainly plugs and leads and electric things. And I looked around and thought there is no way this would have a haberdashery in this, this was very electrical and, and everything. And as I'm just stood there, but before I got there, I prayed, that was a bit meant to say. I was talking to the Holy Spirit and just saying, Holy Spirit, if, if the post office or the co-op could just have a little haberdashery section, I'd be able to get these hooks. And so I was praying and talking to the Holy Spirit about these hooks and, oh, how could I forget them? And just having this time with him. And I opened this door and I thought, okay, this is the last, you know, sh- there's, no, I'm not going to be able to get them. And this man came out from uh, a little place in the corner and just said, can I help you? And I thought, do I say no, it's fine and just turn away? Or do I explain to this man what I'm doing? And I just felt to explain. And I said, uh, I looked around and I said, well... I was hoping that you would have a haberdashery because I'm looking for some little hooks. And I started telling him, he's this guy, he fixes computers, and uh, um, about hooks and curtains and my daughter and doing the poles and not having the hooks. And I'm sharing all of this with him. He's just sort of nodding and listening to me. And I'm thinking, there's no way he'll have hooks. Why am I telling him? And he looks and he just said, oh, Okay, and he starts talking about some curtains and that you know, his wife had done and everything. So I thought, I will just need to retreat, you know. And then he said, uh, just a minute. And so he went in the back and he brought this little scruffy looking box. And there was not the right hooks. There were swish ones that attached to a different sort of um, fitment. And I'm looking and I said, no, I said, it's that little hook bit that I want, but not these big bits. But thank you so much. You know, I just thought I'd call just in case. And he just said, hmm, just a minute. So he goes back and then he brings this bag and he put this bag down and it was hooks. And it was an old bag, you know, like, like, you know, not new. And he said, um, a while ago, a lady came into the shop and she just put this bag of hooks down on the table and just said, one day, somebody will come in to your shop and ask for hooks. And I just looked at him and I just said, oh my goodness. And we needed 50 hooks. She's got a patio doors and a window. So it wasn't just a 10 hooks. I needed 50. There in the bag was 50 hooks. And I I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I I just, I felt so loved and I thanked him. He wouldn't take any money for it. We had a chat and I said, well, my daughter's going to be so blessed by this, but this has really blessed me. And I said, I prayed as I was coming down that I'd find these hooks and you had them. And he was explaining this lady had come in and, and everything. And I walked out of that shop and I walked home with this little, my little treasure, <laughs> not believing what had just happened. I mean, how amazing is that, that God knew the need? And, and the other thing was, it was a t- it's a little, compared to what's going on in the world, curtain hooks is a small thing. But what God said to me was, I love you and I'm even concerned in the small details the small things sometimes we think and we go to him for the big things but he wants to be involved with even the small things the hooks and he he knew I had that need even before I had it and he made a way and I felt so treasured so loved and it really spoke to me in a way that I needed just at this time to know that in the small things he is present, in the big things he is present. Um, but he wants to know that he loves us and he wants to do life with us. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll have one more. Uh, Amelia. Amelia.
5: I was feeling a bit lazy to share the testimony. I was like, oh, "I'm not, I'm not going to share the testimony." But I think the Holy Spirit wants me to share my testimony. I've always loved God. I've always been a Christian, but sometimes it's just like floating about in the sea. So last year I was like, "Hey, I was telling Aaron, 2023. I'm just going to back to God. Just gonna love Him alone. Or he'll be in my strength and everything." and then we enter into 2023 and there was a lot. Suddenly I went to work in the middle of the morning. I just felt a bit sick and then I got down and I couldn't get back up. I just stayed up for more than 30 minutes with so much pain. I did not know what it was. The staff did not know. The nurses were trying to help me. I was just bent down crying because it was so painful. That was on the 4th of January. I had this pain at the right of my back, right there. So they had to take me down to ED. So they took me, just sister start that I was working with. she stayed with me for quite a while cause I was crying, I was in so much pain. I had a CT scan, they couldn't find what was wrong. I stayed in ED till about four-ish and then I went home with one medication. I came home, I thought I was okay. And then suddenly the pain came back. I was in so much pain the whole night. Thank God I, went, I got through to the morning and then I, I told my, my people at home, no, I think I need to go back to ED. So I went back to ED, stayed there in so much pain, had ultrasound, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. So I came home with three strong medications. Even the doctor said one medication is very narcotic, they don't know what is causing the pain but i was in so much pain and then i was really excited when i saw the email about fasting i'm like i haven't done 21 days fasting and i really want to do the fasting so i was really like looking forward to it but suddenly i got sick i was having all this strong medication and then the first day i missed the fasting because i wasn't well and then the second day i said lord I've told you I want to be close to you this year. Things are happening and I think something is really blocking me to get close. Even though I'm in so much pain, I'm going to stop all this medication and I'm going to pray anyway. So I made up my mind on it. And thank God. The first day I had a bit of pain and then the second day the pain suddenly stopped it stopped. It, it went out completely, and then I joined in the fasting. And God has been doing so well with me. Like He loves us so much. Cause I'm like, God, I want you. I want to put you in my life. Like you be the center of it all. And all the preachings that Mark has been sending in the morning, I'm just tuning in. I love cooking a lot. But even whilst I'm cooking, Aaron has been always just teasing me. I don't even want to taste the food because no, I'm just getting close to God. I'm just praying to God and I'm just being with God. And he's been with me throughout these 20 days because I missed the first day due to the pain. And he showed me one word that was always ringing in my ears was intimacy. And Cheryl just said it. God is so good. He he always wants us to put him first. Sometimes we just go about circles trying to put other things, money, relationships, and all that. But I think with us putting him first, he's able to do everything. It's, it's funny to say this, but I was really bad with maths. I was so scared with maths. In addition, some people were like, oh, I, I I couldn't do it. I was like, I I I I can cook, I can use all the measurement in cooking, but when it comes to real maths, I was so bad. I've started um before COVID, I started functional skills and I always fail, I always fail. But throughout this praying and stuff, I'm able to do maths. Even at work, I would do it, and then I'll get excited. I'll tell Aaron I'm able to do it. Like he showed me that he he listened to me when I was when I said in my heart, "I'm going for God. This time, I'm going for God. I'm not I'm not looking back. I'm just going for Him. I'm putting Him first, everyone behind." And he showed me he's always loved me. All the preaching that I've been listening is talking about loving me. Even in the middle of the fasting, if I make a mistake, he would just go hard on me with the preaching. And I'd be like, oh my God. It's really good to always put him first. And as Auntie Joyce said, I was really worried. Am I going to continue after this 21 days fasting? Am I going to go back to my old ways? But today has confirmed it's only a decision that I have to stay on. Stay on my decision that I'm... Put it in first and he, he will just lead. Thank you,
0: Lord. Yeah, let's stand. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We want to give you all the honour, all the praise, all the glory. And we thank you, Jesus, that you died and paid for our healing, our provision, our protection, our freedom, our deliverance, our life. So right now we turn our hearts to you and we worship you, we glorify you. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Glory to you. Glory to you.